Don't tell me what to do, Andy. This is my life. G'day, everybody. Welcome back to the Meta Blokes podcast, um, where we are just two blokes uh, who are trying to be a little bit better. And a bit less of a shit con. I do think and- that was your best one yet. That was a normal level of excitement. An acceptable I still think you shouldn't tell me what to do. I think, especially considering tomorrow I'm going to be your boss, you shouldn't tell me what to do. <laughs> you shouldn't tell me what to do. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, everybody, or welcome for the first time. We are just two blokes. Uh, oh, wait, I already did that you bit. You did that bit already. Uh, welcome for the first time. Um if you haven't already, go and hit the like, the follow, the subscribe, uh, all the buttons, share us, put us on the notifications, chuck us on Instagram, or and if you don't, uh, you should listen to this podcast a little bit more because it sounds like you're a little bit of a shit can. Like that? Yeah, I th- think if we can condense that intro. I did mean to say that to you prior. I've been, well, listening, you I've been listening to more and more podcasts and everyone's intro is like nice and smooth and kind of clean. Ours is fucking all over the gaff. Well, can, we're getting used to it, all right? We're at, is this, is this 29? No. Is it 30? Is it 30. The Man. big 3 we're, we're getting ready to settle down and have kids. We're yeah. getting, getting married, bought a house, got Not a dog. Midlife crisis. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the next step. Like now we're just going to let our kids grow up and then we're going to turn 45 and cheat on our wives. Yay! <laughs> we'll buy a sports car too. Um, yeah, yep. Yeah, all right, that was a that took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, speaking of midlife crisis, I got rid of my mullet. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. No, it was time. Um, yeah. This is awkward because last week you said you were going to ask me how my week was, and you were. Oh, yeah, for a minute. Two minutes into the podcast, and you're sitting there telling me about your mullet, and you still haven't asked me. How was your day, Robbie? I don't care about any other day, just today. <laughs> this morning was an interesting... So, it's been, a, it's been one of those weeks, you know, when you've been like, pushing pretty hard work-wise. I know, actually, you probably wouldn't know this, because you never work very no. hard at all. Um, but when you push pretty hard work-wise, and then you kind of get to a point, you're just like, I just feel off. I don't feel great. I feel tired and fatigued. And you're like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And then you're like, oh, I've just, I'm, I've been working hard. That's it. I've just been working hard and going a bit, working a bit longer than normal and being, I've been productive, but yeah. So I've just been a bit tired and feeling a bit exhausted this week. Um, we're PTs, morning, we don't work hard. Huh? We're, P- we're PTs, we don't work hard. Uh, contrary to popular belief, some PTs work hard. You're not one of them because you do four half days a week, but some of us actually put in long hours and actually get stuff done. So um, I use my time efficiently. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, this way that today I'd actually managed to manufacture a sleep in. So I, my first client wasn't until eight. So I was like, Oh, you know, I'll, Rather than getting up at 4.30 and, you know, getting stuff together and going to work, I'll wake up at 6 and then that will give me two hours to do whatever I want or an hour and a half to do whatever I want before I have to leave for work. Um, You know, go for a walk, have some brekkie, have a coffee, you know, do a little bit of me time. And then, of course, alarm goes off. Yeah, fuck it, I got the time. I'll snooze it. Snooze goes off. Yeah, boom. 
need to pee, got up, went to the bathroom, got back into bed, and I was like, oh, I'll put a 10-minute timer on. I have a little 10-minute, like, snooze. 10 minutes, turned into 20 minutes, turned into 30 minutes. Apparently, I forgot to hit uh, the 10-minute timer on one of those because all of a sudden, I just awoke from a dream, and it was a lot brighter than it was, and I looked at my watch, and it was 20 past 7, so I had 40 minutes to get from my bed to the gym, and I did it in 35. Sounds like you are being a bit of a shit cunt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, realistically, everyone has those moments. Like, everyone likes to pretend that they're on the fucking grind and they work and, you know, they're always up at 4 a.m. and training before you. But realistically, a lot of people will tell you they do that. But nine times out of 10, they snooze their alarm and they don't get up with enough time. It'd be lovely to get up with enough time every time, but it doesn't happen every time. So, uh, realistically, that shit happens often. So, just I broke from the routine and I had a bit more sleep than I anticipated, but I still got to work on time. And then I had seven sessions back to back until uh, and from 8 a.m. till 1.30 p.m. And then did some conditioning and now I'm here. That was not the eventful day that I thought you were going to tell me about. I thought you were going to tell me about a lot more. You really bigged it up and I, you've left me. I did not big it up. I did not big up at all. Yes, I just you said, said you had a bit of a day. And that is a bit of a day. Oh, you slept in and that's it. And then you did your normal day. No, it's not. I did seven sessions in a row. Oh, big man. Where was the last? You don't even do seven sessions in a day. <laughs> Where was the last time you did seven sessions in a day? Yesterday. No. Um, what day is yeah. today? Today is Thursday. Tuesday. Uh, yeah, Go right. fuck yourself. That's like half your week, though. It is, yeah. Um, look, it What's was... Harder, not harder. It was... Uh, yeah, it was a... a, a bit of a rough day because you kind of like i was already feeling pretty groggy from the sleeping and then the rush into work and then um i suppose then, the lesson we could take from this is if you if you have a shit start to your day it can throw you off mm, it, that's what i was right. going to do lesson, off, right? have a nice morning routine and crack on yeah so if you would have stopped abusing me and taking the lesson from it um it is yeah like if you can have a good start to the day it'll set you up you'd have a normal start today it'll set you up if you have a shit start to the day It'll fuck you up. Yeah. Very how was your package? How was your week, Andy? My week's been my week's been quite quite good. I'm back from my holidays uh, at the end of last week. A lovely holiday in Melbourne. We got our wedding rings. Carlton didn't win the footy, which is uh, disappointing. I thought they were the best team in the country. You were saying that last week. Yet they drew. Yeah, they the are. They're, the, they're a poor game, uh, as all as all good teams are are allowed, um, but like all good teams, they will bounce back and hammer the Cats tonight. You, they're going to hammer the Cats tonight. 20, 20 plus points. I'm going to, wait, can, uh, I'm going to clip that and I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm saying that. Carlton by 20 or more. What time does the game start? It'd be so, 8 o'clock. Yeah, uh, 7.20. Oh, so I'll be like two hours later. <laughs> oh, that's going to be fun. I can't wait until it's actually 30 plus. <laughs> <laughs> how was your little melbourne trip you had a nice little pose in the coffee shop i did yeah every time kira takes out her phone to take a photo like it'll just be a candid and i won't be paying attention but as soon as i notice the camera i get really really awkward and i just like hold my coffee like on my chest and i like had a little stumble like pre-photo so yeah fuck off you any you have some redeeming features i'll give you that a couple maybe one or two um yeah. i have nice hands apparently <laughs> allegedly um allegedly precisely none of them is being photogenic and no. this is coming from someone who is not photogenic at all no i turn into like 
I'm an awkward unit to begin with, but fuck me, as soon as the camera comes out, I just get a whole lot worse. See, and that's like, why my go-to weird, like, like my go-to like camera pose is like to engage my traps and just do like this because, or just try to look hard, just because then no one can be look like no one can be like, oh, you're not photogenic. It's like I'm not trying to be. Yeah, I look like a fucking moron. And I know yeah. that when I try to be, it, it it doesn't work. When I try not to be, it works even less. Like it's a <laughs> steer into the skid. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'll, I'll take your advice and I'll let you know how, how that goes. But other than the fucking really awkward photo of me in the coffee shop, we had a, we had a lovely weekend. Or it wasn't even the weekend because we got home on Saturday morning or like oh. early Saturday afternoon. Why did you have to go to oh, – so you went down Thursday to watch the footy, pick up yeah. the rings Friday and then come back on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't like – you had to go down because that's when the ring store was open. No, no, like we could have gone down at any time. It was just we have to go down to Melbourne to get them anyway. We might as well line it up with the footy. So we did. Yeah. yeah. Did you I go with Andy there. Lee's dad? No, he wasn't there. Ah, uh, I want to hear more stories you about mean my best mate. mate. <laughs> <laughs> mm, shaking oh, his hand. That, that um, still keeps me up at night every now and then. It it makes me laugh every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of footy, uh, we are of course a couple weeks into the season. So now all three of sports that we spoke about, Super Rugby, Rugby League, and the AFL, have started. Yeah, we made some predictions. How do we think that they're going? Yeah, I mean, Crap for the flag is definitely happening. Um, no, not a shadow of doubt in my mind that that's happened. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Cowboys in shit. Well, let's let's go through sport by sport. So AFL, you said Carlton were going to win the flag. Yep, I was standing uh, by. You, who did you say they were going to play in the finals? The Swans. Well, yeah, probably. I don't. I can't. Remember. I don't and remember. And I think you said the West Coast Eagles were going to be shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do. I do want to change. It. I think the Hawks are shitter. No, sorry, you said the Hawks were going to be shit. Yeah, yeah. So they got pumped by the Bombers, didn't they? Well and truly. They got pumped. Well and truly. Um, uh, we both said that Geelong, or we said that Geelong weren't going to be as good this year. Yeah. And I said that the Pies were going to play in the grand final, and the Pies had a fairly decent win against Geelong, despite a few injuries. They're very good. So you, well did done. you see the video of Jeremy Howe breaking his arm? I have seen pictures of Jeremy Howe breaking his arm. Oh, it's horrible. He had two elbows. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's always had two elbows. He was really. <laughs> In three albums. Cunt. Uh, he was really fucking high up in the air. If you look it at the skill. Very high. Very high. And he's a big unit too. Yeah. Um, I said the Swans, I thought, would make the grand final. They had a very good win against Gold Coast. I said the Gold Coast were going to be shit. You said that the Gold Coast weren't going to be shit. Yeah, I thought they'd continue on the rise from last year, but it looks like losing Isaac Rankin is going to fuck them. Mate, you gotta you gotta remember about any this is like you'll start to see it. Any team that plays on the Gold Coast in sport, in sport area, yeah. ten to the Gold Coast just don't care about sport. Yeah. I mean like when you look at it, so obviously like the Titans have been around since oh six or seven. Um the Suns sort of like midway through uh the tens. Twenty eleven. So yeah, yeah twenty eleven, there you go. Um but the Gold Coast A League team failed and they've had a basketball two, they've had two rugby league teams fail. Yeah. Not a place to go for sport. No. And so there was a back in the uh, – when uh, Gary Ablett Jr. was at the Suns. So they were shit with Gary Ablett Jr. there. Like that's yeah. how bad they were. 
um, there was apparently a huge culture problem where like half the team were going doing bags with Carmichael Hunt every weekend. And then the other half of the team would go and join Bible group with Gary Ablett Jr. every weekend. So it was this weird, like half the team were just absolute cokeheads and the other team were like religious nuts. It was yeah. To, um, to very opposing ways of life. Mm. Mm. So that's AFL. So I think uh, that we're right on a couple of things. Oh, and, you also, and West Coast Eagles, they also said we were going to be shit and they lost in North Melbourne at home. So I think that's a pretty good yeah. indication that they're not going to have a good season. No, they just don't give a fuck. I'll tell you who were good though. Poor Adelaide against Brisbane. Yes. Fuck, they were good. Dominated that game. So yeah. Big ups, Port Adelaide, who are actually my second team because that's where dad's from. So that, That's a fair enough. And I also played for the Dremoyne Power growing up. Ooh. Do you see um, they're going to be allowed where the prison bars this year? Again, in the showdown against the Crows? Good. I hope so. That's I couldn't understand. I, I'd read it, but I just couldn't understand why. Like, I under, like, I'd read why it wasn't, but I couldn't understand why that was an issue. Yeah. Like, I get it. It's because Colling, like, that's Collingwood's jumper and they're, they've been yeah, in the league for the Collingwood. entire time. But yeah, they're not playing Collingwood. Yeah. But they're just playing Collingwood and Eddie Maguire being cunts. Yeah. The whole they, Collingwood it, thing it, is like, should... oh, it's our identity, blah, blah, blah. Because Prison Bar is black and white. Yeah. Mm. It's a very basic jumper. It's black and white fucking stripes. Yeah. It's not, you're, you're not the only team in the whole world. Also, you're called the Collingwood Magpies and the Newcastle United Football Club, which is older than the Collingwood Magpies, uh, is called the Magpies. So let's just slow down with this identity here. Why do sports teams choose fucking animals? Um, like, well, like I've never Nick, understood that. Well, Premier, like football sides in the UK, like had nicknames. Um, so they were they like you don't call them the Manchester United Red Devils. You don't call them the Manchester Red Devils, but the Manchester United were nicknamed the Red Devils. Like you'd have a nickname. Yeah, for but a it's not as big in like football. Football. Yeah, but then what happened was America, as part of their marketing, started naming teams as, and it wasn't just animals. Like a lot of it is animals: Philadelphia Eagles, um, a lot of a lot of birds, Seattle yeah. Seahawks, um, Chicago Bulls. So there's like animals, lots of birds. Miami Dolphins. Then there's also what a bull isn't a bird. Oh my god! I said a lot of animals, and I said a lot of birds because there's Seahawks, there's Falcons, there's Hawks. All right. You could not be a cunt right now. That's what you could do. Listen to the podcast and not be a cunt. No. Um, but then it, I mean, like, there's a basketball team in Philadelphia called the 76ers. Yeah, which makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, the New England Patriots, Kansas City Chiefs. Now Washington has the Washington Commanders. I mean, it's better than the Redskins, who was before, because it's not racist, but still, Commanders sucks. Yeah, um, and I think it, honestly, I think it came from America. And I think it was more of a marketing thing rather than um, yeah, anything well, else. A lot of the AFL teams are older than yeah. But they adopted they adopted uh, later. For yeah. instance, like um, there was like fits like the Western Bulldogs were Footscray. Uh, Bulldogs were Footscray, and the yeah. Brisbane Lions were Fitzroy. Lions were Fitzroy. The Swans were South Melbourne Football Club. Yeah, um, so. Uh, I think it like it was uh, clubs had their club had their team and they had colours and then they adopted a um, nickname to do, similar to do with the colours. I think that's where it came from. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, you want another so shit? You want a shit animal to pick for a fo- football team? What's that? Eels. Like that. It does have to be. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? 
I don't. I don't fucking. I didn't I fucking pick it. I know. I'm just saying. It's a. And there are actually a lot of eels in the Parramatta River. It's a little-known fact is that there's a lot of eels in the Parramatta River. I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'm not going to go and count them. The fucking boys. I'm wearing the jersey because they're going to lose to the Panthers tonight. Speaking of rugby, Luke. Yeah. Um, they're probably going to lose quite heavily as well. They've been fairly shit. Uh, no, they. Well, that's the thing. They haven't been shit. They've they they've lost three games by four points each. Last week they scored sixteen points in the last six minutes. Like that's fucked. It's just that their def- their defense is just that little. They, I mean, they lost because they threw an offload that got intercepted. Like that's. They also got the. They've played. That's poor the, game management, Robbie. They've had the wor- one of the hardest. I think the hardest starts to a season. I think in recent memory I've ever seen. Like in terms of the fixtures list, them and South City. Like look at the like. So I said the Bulldogs would be a smoky for the top the top eight, right? Yeah, they've played. I mean, yes, they beat the Storm, but then they've also played. Um, they just played the West Tigers. Like the Knights have beaten the West Tigers because they played the West Tigers. The Eels have played so far. They've had the Storm, who they lost by four two in Golden Point. Uh, they've played the Sharks, who were a top six team last year, who they just they lost two by four, and then they've had the Sea Eagles, who with Turbo are a genuine top four side, and they lost by four away. Now they've got the Panthers and the Roosters. Get the fuck out of here. Like, that's ridiculous. But with that in mind, um, I said the Bulldogs would be smoky. They've won two from three. So big up big up the Bulldogs. Um, we both said the Cowboys would do well, and they have not done well. <laughs> I did say the Cowboys would do well purely based on the fact they were a good team last year because I know fuck all about rugby league. Yeah, well, I thought they built a big enough, a good enough culture last year, but it seemed, yeah, they had a – there was a – a couple of brain snaps against the Broncos, which led to some suspension. So, yeah, I think, <coughs> excuse me, um, that might be a bit of a struggle. I did say the West Tigers would get the spoon, and they are playing yeah. so bad. But, I mean, that's not even a pick because you know that's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen the West Tigers win a game. They are. I have. They beat the Eels last year, but they've like they've taken it to another level of bad. And it's funny because there's this bloke, so Appy Corusau. Was at the Panthers last year. He's, he's on there, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's the captain of the Tigers now. He signed with the Tigers sort of like midway through the season, won the premiership with the Panthers, and then someone like came up to him after the game and was videoing him, and he showed like his his grand final ring, and they go, "Not going to get one of those at the Tigers, are you?" And then all the Tigers fans got all upset, and then now he's like, he looks so frustrated on the field because he's trying so hard, he's carrying that team, and there's just there's a bad culture there. Like, it needs a, a clean out. Yeah, but that's, what it, that's the thing, because they brought in a lot of good players, or at least a few good players, along mm-hmm. with Carousel, and it's just... They also brought in Tim James, who won the premiership with them in 05, and it's like coached Australia. And then they also got Benji Marshall and Robbie Farah, so two club legends, with the idea that Benji Marshall would take over from Tim Sheens in, like, one or two years. And, like, it, I think that there's a... It's gonna take. It's a jo- it's a big job for them. It's not a one season thing. It's a couple of seasons thing. No. Um, and whilst Luke Brooks is there, like they're just never going to be that good because yeah, he sucks. And in NRL teams don't go through like they won't go through like a rebuild phase the same way AFL teams will because they don't have the draft. No. So it's no. like a very different way of going about it because a yeah. lot of teams like the Hawks at the moment they've basically cleared off their list of pretty much the. 
any experience they have on their list. They've gotten rid of it. They've gone to the draft really, really heavily, gotten a load of young players, traded to get a load of young players in to accept being shit for a few years to then have a few more high draft picks to then have a team capable of winning the premiership in yeah. maybe five or six years. Like, it's a weird way. No other sport really does that. Oh, well, like, it's a very, that's a, the AFL does it very American. Yeah. Like, I'm, 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 because American. Draft. Yeah. Whereas, like, I mean, rugby league's got the salary cap, which is very, like, it can be very restrictive, especially, like, if you sign a player on a big deal and they turn out to be shit, it'll fuck your club for years. Yeah. Like, the Eels back in oh, the early 2010s signed Chris Sandow on a big deal. And then he went and put it all through the pokies and became an absolute menace to society. And it, the, the team, but the team couldn't like cut him off. Like, and they had a player, they had a couple of players that they signed and who were injured. And then they like didn't get anything out of them. So it's like, yeah, it can be a bit of a fuck around um, from that point of view. But um, the dogs are coming towards the end of a rebuild. The Panthers did a rebuild where they essentially got a high school footy team and have now created a, an NRL team out of it. Like, because Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, Brian Toto. Stephen Crichton, they all went um, together. They all went. They all played together at, like in at school years, and they came through the Panthers juniors all the way through. And there's a few others in the, in that system. Isaiah Yo, um, the the fullback whose name escapes me at the moment. Yeah, there's just Sean um, Edwards, Stephen Edwards, uh, Dylan Edwards, Dylan Edwards, um, and then Liam Martin, the Tamora Tearaway. Um, yeah, so it's a bit of a yeah, they built this side, um, which is cool. In Super Rugby news, the Chiefs, who I I said, yeah, top of the, top of the table, four from four, and not looking like losing. So, do you know how many Super Rugby games I've watched? Fucking not. Well, you're gonna have watched one tomorrow. Yeah, that'll be the first and only game of Super Rugby I'll watch all season. Is the Warriors um, game that we we're going to? I well, I mean, that's not a very good advertisement. I hope Budgie aren't listening. <laughs> uh, why, not? Why, why not get around it? Like, it's still good footy. Yeah, but two two sports is enough to follow, like, properly in rugby league. And You don't follow and, rugby league? I, I do now. I picked the Cowboys <laughs> the other week. <laughs> Mate, I'm doing that. They've lost both fucking games. So I'm, I need to invest in an iPad so I can triple screen whilst watching footy. I was talking to Shane O'Leary about it, how I was going to have rugby league, AFL, and rugby union all on at the same time. I People think like, my head would explode. I also think here it'd leave me. <laughs> it's the shit, man. I'm telling you, it's the shit. Um, all righty. Well, we've got a little bit of a topic for today. Oh, actually, this is something I just, I just saw it on the way on the car on the way home, and I was like, I got to tell Andy about this. I might as well do it on the podcast. Was it some? Uh, you, you go on because my uh, my share with thought today has something to do with people and cars and phones. Go on. Uh, well, it does have something to do with people and cars and phones. But so I was um I was driving home, uh, so I turned so I drive along Elizabeth Street, turn right onto Cleveland Street, and then head back across the train line towards like Chippendale area. Um, so we, there was a bit of one of these traffic lights. There was a bit of uh, traffic. So we, while it was a green light, no one was actually moving through until people started moving at the green line, for, green light further down. And this bloke just walked out, and I assumed he'd look to to his right and left, seen that there wasn't much traffic going on, and thought he could get across the the um, the crossing. And then a car came down the the. To this, three lanes, one of them's a right turning lane. So a car came down the right turning lane and then kind of like stopped in front of him suddenly. And he was like, oh, fuck. Realized that there was a car there 
and then looked up and realized that there were cars coming from the other direction and then looked up and saw that it was actually a green, like he was walking across a green line and then was like, oh, fuck, and then like turned around and awkwardly walked back to the, the, the corner of the road. And I was like, did you walk across a road without looking at all? I'm not shocked by that because I like you see that around us in like Waterloo, like yeah. Green Square, down there. You see that people doing that head down, buried in their phone, going between the train from the train station all the fucking mm. time. Like it's not mental. not looking, nearly getting hit by bikes, nearly getting hit by cars. There was some cunt when I was walking the dog at one o'clock, half one today. We nearly got hit in the same junction by two separate vehicles. <laughs> And I was just watching this unfold. Like, how? How are you that? Like, I, how are you not fucking dead already? Because the cunt is in his forties. I'm like, probably not. Yeah, his first time doing it. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Um, well, yeah. I guess I was gonna. One thing to uh, ask you about, separate from that, uh, on the podcast today is Andy. What is a, a fairly uh, pertinent or sort of like big moment in your? Um, your fitness journey that's kind of like affected who you are now pulling out of the um you can't say, <laughs> that. You can't say that no it's you can't me so uh, much joy you know what i'm gonna clip that and i'm gonna go back to some of our podcasts from earlier on when you were <laughs> i was so excited yeah i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this iron man and it's, it's gonna be so sick i'm gonna have so, i'm glad to have challenged myself and doing something new. i'm enjoying the running and the riding i'm getting better at it blah 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 Six months later, the best moment of my fitness journey is deciding not to do this. <laughs> it's up there. No, I'm not having it. <laughs> no, nah, um, I've done. I've been lucky enough to do some cool things in my time, and um, that pertain to fitness. One of them being the 60k run we did in, like the most recent one is obviously the 60k run we did in November, which although like it hurt a lot and it sucked at the time. I'm like I'm glad we did it. It was like it was re- it was a fun challenge, as much as it hurt, and it was it was a nice day. Got to see a lot of Sydney in the sun. Got a cracking fucking tan line from it as well. And it was nice to, uh, to undertake a, undertake such a big challenge together. I thought it was fun, even though we didn't run together for yeah. Were we over uh, half were, we doing, were we doing that together? <laughs> yeah, I came in about an hour and twenty minutes behind you. Yeah, and I had to sit in the fucking establishment with like the most amount of head noise I've ever had on my own, not knowing a single person there because all the people we'd ran with had already left because they'd finished so much earlier before us. <laughs> Apparently, I only met them that day. Yeah. Um, yeah, just fucking waiting for you. And then they kicked me out because the fucking place was closing and you still hadn't gotten there. I got there a minute after they finished the, the finish line event. Yeah. But I got there in the end. And mm-hmm. that's all that matters. Well done. It doesn't that's matter. It took me eight and a half hours. Do you remember yeah. going into that and we were like, because we decided to do it really ad hoc and with no preparation. And we were like, oh, mm. I wonder if we could do it in like close to six, six and a half hours. Yeah. I mean, we definitely did not know what we were in for. I thought maybe closer to seven for me. Yeah. I mean, um, you got there just over seven. Seven, 12. Yeah. One of, two of my mates from footy were like, what, how quick do you reckon you'll do it? And I was like, uh seven hours i think i could do it in and they were like we'll give you 500 dollars each if you hit seven hours and i did it in seven twelve. yeah which um, i mean not, not too far off the mark considering yeah. you had just gone through had you had 
Had you done the Dubai Sevens before that? No, that was directly oh, after. They had the um, Ellie Beach trip directly. Before. That was it. Yeah, it was the footy trip. Yeah, yeah. So I was sick. I had a like a cold, and I'd just come off a weekend bender. Yeah, ideal preparation for a, for an ultra marathon. But yeah, yeah I put that up there with a with achievements. Um, what else? Um, I'm not sure how much you know about powerlifting, but when Nothing. you're like. Yes, yeah. when you're under eight, so like there's a lot of different federations. You know, the way in boxing, there's a lot of different federations, yeah. and like different ones have are more reputable, and different ones are less reputable. Mm-hmm. So the federation I competed in when I was competing in powerlifting was the GPC, standing for Global Powerlifting Committee, and um, which isn't, it's not a shit one, but it's not the best, and it used to be a lot better. What the GPC is well known for is equipped powerlifting, so like bench shirt, squat suit, this is not, um. And they divide up their, like, you're licking your lips really weird. It's put me off. Sorry. <laughs> they divide up their categories very differently. So in the IPF, which is known as the gold standard, like that would be like the kind of the most reputable or like the gold standard of federation. There's junior, which is under 18 and lower. There's sub junior, which is uh, 18 to 23. And then there's the open, which is 23 plus. Whereas... The GPC did it very, very differently. So they had their juniors were so anything from eighteen or less was split up into T one, T two, and T three. So teen one, teen two, and teen and teen three. So you had really small age brackets, which meant that you could have a junior world record, but it could just be in your age category. So you, you could be yeah. like if you're the only fifteen year old who's competed in a specific class, like say under seven, like if you're the only male under seventy five kilo lifter, <laughs> you're gonna like you could end up having a, having a record. So I ended up setting world records in powerlifting because they didn't exist. <laughs> because not many teenagers do equipped powerlifting. Yeah, there you go. You could have just done one. You could have squatted ten kilos. I mean, let's just squat the bar. Yeah. You got into one of those meets and just put the bar on my back and go on. And then gone down and then and come up and be like, oh, yeah, I think that's me for today, lads. Sweet. But yeah, so I was uh, lucky enough to set some national and world records in powerlifting. If I were you, I would be telling people that all the time. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I'm actually a former world record holder in powerlifting. Yeah, but see, I don't know if you know this. I don't look like it. I'm actually. I'm also, I have to tell the whole caveat. I was like, oh yeah, but it's like under 17s. No, 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 you don't. You don't say that. <laughs> you don't say that. It's like when people people go to me and they're like, uh, oh, you play rugby? And it's like, oh, not really anymore. See, I, I, I could have been, could have done something, but I had a lot of injuries. When I say could have done something, I mean maybe play second grade at my rugby. Played <laughs> <laughs> sixth grade. <laughs> not, not me playing like a professional. It's like, oh, it's like when I went to the UK to play rugby. I didn't go to the UK because someone had said, hey, we want to come and sign you on a contract. I knew a rugby club and thought this is a good way to move to another country and give myself a safety net whilst I'm there and have a group of people that I can enter into to talk to. People are like, oh, you're, you're moving away. Yeah, I'm going to the UK to play rugby. I didn't realize you were that good. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> neither did I. <laughs> you're like biting my tooth like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> nah, but like, not to downplay it, but I've, I've done some pretty cool things in Paris. And like, I got to go over to the UK, to the UK and compete. I competed at um, uh, 
Wait, are you not from the UK? Okay. I couldn't get that out. I couldn't get that out without laughing. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to go over to the UK and compete. Um, I competed at a what's called a push pull meet, which is um, just bench and deadlift. So my two favorite parts of powerlifting. Yep. That. Um, get rid of it. Like, there's no need to squat. Fuck it. Um, and it was in the middle of a tattoo convention. So I got to do that. That's why. That's the only way I was. I managed to get tattooed when I was seventeen. It was a terrible idea. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And Wait, it was a really okay. dodgy Polish fella. We need a bit more background on this. Why would you have a tattoo convention at the same time as a powerlifting meet? I don't know. So your one that ran the meet was like a big tattoo head. Like you know, these people who are like really like yeah. into tattoos. Like it's a big part of their personality. And she thought it'd be really <laughs> cool to run a powerlifting meet. In the middle, like, like you joke, and you're like, it's a part of their personality that made me laugh. Yeah, but it, but it is, you know yeah. exactly what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do. Um, but yeah, so I got to do that. Um, I, I won best junior lifter at the Irish Open under uh, in under 15s in 2015, which was Were you the only junior lifter at the or the Irish. <laughs> no, no. So I actually competed against like some mates of mine who are really, really good powerlifters because it's all based on Wilkes. Yeah, so that's like it's dependent on your body weight. Yeah, so there's like a wilt coefficient. There's body weight, but it also takes a lot more into account as well. But it's right. essentially a way to compare like males to females, different weight categories, different weight categories, also different yeah. age categories, different age categories yeah. as well. So yeah, I got to walk away best junior lifter, which was for the GPC was under 23s. So yeah, I beat, beat one of my mates who, who uh, competed. I beat a few others as well. Yeah, yeah, I got to do some really cool things, but other than that, I can't think of that. I played representative for the Longford League um, in the Emerging Talent Squad under 11s and under 12s in football. So, is that as well? Football is in Gaelic football? No, no, soccer. You're not very good at soccer. No, I'm shit. <laughs> but when I was under, under 11s and under 12s, most kids don't want to play fullback. Ah. So you don't have to be great to play <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that just reminds me of um, on a the Gary Neville one. Yeah, the Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher on Monday Night Football, and he, Jamie Carragher's like, no one wants to grow up to be a, a, a fullback. No one wants to be a Gary Neville when they grow up. They're either a failed winger or a failed centre back. <laughs> I just see the one. That's not what I was thinking of. I was thinking of uh, when Roy Keane was on it with him, and he was saying he was like, "I'm oh, the best right back at the club." And Roy Keane goes, "You're the only right back at the club." <laughs> Still bad. Yeah. <laughs> Best by yeah. default. Which describes yeah. my powerlifting career. <laughs> hey. I did actually compete in like genuine um competitions and beat other people as well. Yeah. But just the rest were not real. It's smart to pick some form of like sport where you can hold like a it's small enough that you can hold a world record um and like compete or like compete at a national level. Like I remember working with a woman who was like competed in like the world masters for dragon boat racing and i'm like okay, dragon boat racing oh so if, I'm gonna- you'll see it um if you go to so like the sort of like uh blackwater bay which is like just near where i live you'll so- see people doing it a lot essentially like it comes from china that's why there's dragon boats yeah big boats and you have like eight people on each side and they hold a paddle and they all paddle together at once so it's like yeah and this lady she was competing like the world masters or something oh, like that yeah. yeah yeah and she was like um yeah she was like oh you know like really big like like you know well done to her sick and it's like but like i compete in a sport like my sport is 
like millions of people across the world. Like, I'm never yeah. playing the top athlete. Like the people at your level of rugby are getting paid like millions of dollars to play. Like there's a big difference. So I got a, a mate who played. He said that he used to claim he played water polo at the NRL level. Yeah. Like, yeah, but water polo. I think water polo, like in some countries, water polo is a big deal. In Europe, it's an Olympic sport. Yeah, it's an Olympic sport. In Europe, it's pretty big. So if you go to play in Europe, so um, you know how a lot of like European football teams, so like, you know, Real Madrid or like AC Milan will have, they have the, the football is their main, the main team. It's a, it's a club and the football is the main team at the club. But then they also have basketball, European handball, like this, that like often they'll have water polo as well, especially in Eastern Europe, randomly. Yeah. It's Europe and Greece. Weird. Yeah. Weird. What about um, you, Robbie? What are some of your accomplishments besides getting to share the uh, the track with me when we did our, our ultra marathon? I don't know if share counts. I think you running in my footsteps is a, <laughs> a better way to describe. I was ahead for a little bit at the start. Um, we were running in a group, and yeah, exactly. And I may have been ahead of you, ahead of you for a little bit because okay. of the group run for a couple of kilometers and then after that you ate my dust I did um, get <laughs> uh yeah i mean obviously that was kind of like a big last year was a big year in general because obviously doing the half iron man as well um it's funny because people who kind of like haven't gotten to know me in the last two like 18 months think that i am someone that does endurance sports because in the last 18 months i've trained for and competed in a half iron man and ultra marathon I'm going to stop you there. You didn't train for the ultra marathon. You just competed in it. People under- I think is more impressive. <laughs> As an athlete, you stay in this constant state of physical preparedness. Physical just preparedness. Be like, to go along with me sending you a voice and I'd be like, we should do this. It's a terrible idea, but let's do it anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Like people are like, oh, so you like, you know, you like, you do this is your thing. And I'm like, no, not yet. It might be in the future, um, but it's not at the moment. It never was before. Um, so those are obviously like big moments, I guess, to kind of like <clears throat> pick something and and make make kind of like it part of uh, sort of like a bit of an identity and like train for it, compete in it. And yeah, I've, like I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I think like the energy around triath- people that do triathlons are weird. Like getting to know them, I'm just like you. Like they'll be listening to this now. Well, actually, they probably won't because they don't listen to me. But, um, but you get to know them, and you're like, you're an odd bloke. <laughs> like you got to be an odd bloke. It's a, it's an extreme sport. Yeah, you got to be a certain person people. to do it. You got to be very comfortable with spending a lot of time in your own head, uh, which is can end up making some. You know, you're not comfortable around other people as much. Um, uh, but yeah, like that was obviously like huge, like. And especially, I think that doing that half, uh, the Ironman was kind of like, it was a culmination of like what was probably like, um, it was probably like more of a, I guess, three. Last year was 2022. Yeah, like a three and a half year journey from when I came back from the UK in probably my like physically worst state. So still recovering from an ACL reconstruction, pretty overweight not a lot of muscle on me, pretty unfit, like didn't train at all. Like I wasn't training. Were you laughing there? Cause you're going to say I don't have a lot of muscle on me now. No, because we, <laughs> you mentioned being a bit overweight. All I get to think of is fat Charlie Hunnam. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. Fat Charlie Adam. Like, um, and then I came back, and then it took like it took a like. 12 months to get into the habit of exercising and then it was learning more and more about exercise and training and getting fitter and fucking I worked in F45 for 18 months so like thought that was the bee's knees of fucking how to get fit and strong um and then going into more of like the personal training working with Dave getting stronger learning so much more about how to like nutrition and how to train properly and then getting to the point where I could actually fucking put some of that knowledge to the test over a long period and and I guess become kind of like a better version of myself, which is kind of what this podcast is kind of all about. But <clears throat> yeah, the doing that was, it felt like an amazing achievement. And obviously it's a bit of a downer not to be able to go straight on to the Ironman because I think that would have been a funny story. But now, you know, it's the, it's the comeback. Like it's the <clears throat> coming, coming back from going down is the, is the next story in the next chapter in the, in the story. So that'd be sick. But I, for me, it's like, one of the weird, one of the, <clears throat> I consider one of the best things to have ever happened to me was tearing my ACL because that like, you know, obviously where we've both done a little bit of reading of stoicism, especially Ryan holidays, the obstacle is the way. And I found that like overcoming that knee injury was probably the spark that got me to where I am now, where I like my identity is someone who is a fit person who is, who trains a lot, who has these fitness-based goals who and helps other people do it as well and trying to help other people go through the journey. So it was kind of like um, an ignition or a spark. There's another word that I'm thinking of, but just it, it, it's not coming to my tongue. Um, but, yeah, like that starting point of, of making that journey. So whilst, yeah, like pre-knee injury, like depressed, still like pretty overweight as well. Well, not overweight, but chubby didn't move. I've got, I've got pictures. So I know exactly what I looked like when I, when I did it, um, didn't move super well, didn't understand anything about nutrition or training, like was so much less fit than I actually thought I was and weaker than I thought I was. And you know, oh, I can squat a hundred kilos. I remember my hundred kilo squat then looked so bad <laughs> compared to like what it is now. Um, so yeah, like I consider that one of the the bigger and, and I guess more defining moments in my um, in my sp- fitness or sporting or athletic career. I haven't achieved a lot. I haven't won much. <laughs> so I can't, I've never held a world record or won any opens or anything like that. I did come second at the head of the river rowing in year in 2013, which we were the best placed crew at, at our school that year. So that was pretty big. Um but yeah, so I guess it's the defining wise. It was probably doing the knee, and then and then in terms of achievement, yeah, probably that doing that Ironman and people thinking that I'm fit now for some reason. Do you have plans to do another? Like I know, obviously not this year because your feet are fucked. Um, but is it the case of you like is that yearning coming back to you, or is it just I will, different now? Or what's the story with that? The, uh, this is a clip that it, uh, I'm. We're not going to clip it, come back to this in a few years and be like, I'm so happy I'm not doing any triathlon training anymore. <laughs> this is 100% definite. I'm going to do an Ironman. Um, I want to do a double one. I want to do a double brutal like um, your man Fergus Crawley did. I want to have a crack at the Keltman. Like there is – it's right now I'm in a, a time where I have to get my body to the point where it is capable of doing that kind of stuff. Um but that is the, that is the kind of shit that I want to do, like long term. 
that hybrid athlete stuff. It's like, it just, it's a bit of me like getting into the pain cave and just like going and it's like Chris Williamson um, said, I can't remember who, which podcast it was on his podcast. I can't remember who he had on, but he was saying like, like, like suffering and pain is inevitable. So if you can put yourself through suffering and pain yourself, you're going to be more uh, better prepared for when that suffering and pain comes um, and that's what for me this kind of stuff is about like it's not just like I don't I'm not winning anything so I'm not doing it for the accolades um, I don't you know I'm not it's not I'm not you don't make money doing it it's not like a you lose money doing it you lose a lot of money doing it it's an investment um, but it's it's something that I just see is like from a yeah it seems a lot a little bit psycho but like I look at people like you know your man Ned Brockman David Goggins, uh, Ross Edgeley, your boys Fergus um, Crawley, Johnny 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 Payne just did a fucking ultra marathon in the Arctic Circle. Like, get the fuck out! That is so cool. Like, are you kidding me? I, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone so aptly named as yeah. an endurance athlete and coach as Johnny and, Payne. Yeah. Johnny Johnny Payne, like and he's built- it doesn't have an e at the end. It's just pain. and <laughs> he's built for it. So yeah, like. That kind of shit, you know, that's what I want to kind of like look for. And I want to be able to like tell those stories. And it's like, it's almost like a, rather than a, oh, look what I've, look what I've done. It's like telling people like, this is some fucking crazy shit. And then, you know, like hopefully one day I can inspire people. I mean, I almost inspired you. I got you like halfway there. Um, yeah, hopefully to in- yeah. Hopefully to inspire people to go out and have like, even if like the, I reckon the week after Ned Brockman finished his run, I saw the most people out there running than I've ever seen. Oh, like, absolutely. So many people were out there getting their Ks in. And I was like, you know what? Being able to do that, and even if it's just one or two people, but being able to like inspire people to go out and have a fucking crack, that's like, that's what I'm about. And then, you know, also just testing myself, see how hard I can get. I'm a bit disappointed that um, Iron Man has started fucking with like Kona and, and where the world championships are because I think going to Kona and, and riding on that, like racing on that whole in that Hawaii like course would be pretty sick. Um, Why are they moving it? I know they moved the seventy point three. Do I know the seventy point three was always in Utah? So oh, that's was it? always been separate. Yeah, so it's always been in um, in Salt Lake City in Utah. I think Salt Lake oh. City. Yeah, um, that's not a recent thing. Oh, then uh, never mind me. But they moved the women's one to Nice. I think. Yeah, they so they moved. They're doing like. They, I think they moved the women's one to Nice and then they're alternating it's between Kona and Nice or something like that. <clears throat> so essentially, like, no one wants to go and do the Nice one, but I think it's because a lot of people from Ironman are in Europe and so they're like, we want to hold it in Europe. But Hawaii would definitely be sick. Like, yeah, especially because with the history of it as well, that's where it came from. Jesus Christ, a lot of birds yeah. flew past my window really quickly. That frightened me. One of them's a bull. <laughs> <laughs> Very clever callback. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you were. You weren't like, fuck, mate. I'm on the ball. You were on balls. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <sighs> um, yeah. So, like that kind. That's in the future. I would like to have a have another run at. Um, I will. I will do a nine man. I want to have a crack at some of the other stuff as well. Some big stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. We have a ten yeah. tackle today. We do. You have it in your notes. It's not in my notes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't write it down. No, I you didn't. I just like, double-checked as well. I was sitting down like, fuck. <laughs> do you not remember it? 
No, I do remember it. All right. I remember it, remember it. So um, let me get the timer on. I'm going to start it beforehand. All right. Are you ready? I'll Three, two, one. So recently uh, over in the United States of America, um, it's been kind of like common for wealthy people, celebrities, people with a lot of coin to start taking a weight loss drug, um, which is actually a diabetes drug. Um, and because they've been doing this, um, uh, there's been a decrease in availability of that said diabetes drug in America. And so people can't get their hands on it. And because of that, people that actually have, uh, diabetes are struggling. I see you ever being poor and having diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty (laughs) Uh, fuck, Andy. <laughs> Shit. I know um, it's not just an American thing, but problems like this always seem like such an American problem. Mm. Like other countries don't have this issues like this as often as America does. Where like, yeah. oh, we can't get this drug, and especially like it's such an American thing. Like, why can't you get it? Oh, well, because a lot of people are taking it for fat loss and weight loss. So, um, yeah, mm. you can't get it even though you needed to live. So it's called Ozempic. A semaglutide um, is so it's in Australia. There's a shortage as well, oh, yeah. but yeah. So it's essentially like is because, because fat Americans are taking it. No, it's because people that don't even need it in America are taking it. Like who? Do you have an example? Celebrities. I don't think specific celebrities. Are oh. Like essentially, like wealth, wealthy people are yeah taking this drug because it, it, it assists with weight loss. So essentially. I think the way it works is it helps it um, prioritize burning uh, fatty acids, which means you can still eat a high carb diet but drop body fat um, quite easily. Does that so makes sense. Helps weight loss. Eating at a calorie difference. Yeah, not being a gluttonous. Yeah, but that's see that's the issue. Like the inherent issue here is that for some people they have gotten themselves whether it's. A, their fault or not like for some reason they have got they their body has gotten to a point where it needs medicinal assistance to drop weight and that's one thing that's a completely separate issue whether that is oh just fucking go on a treadmill and eat a salad eat a salad go for a walk um as bill burr would say like that's one issue over there but the the thing here is like if you have a drug that some people require it to take for their own health and then other people are taking it just so that they don't have to do the work to look better. So they can pay money to look better rather than actually doing the fucking work, like training in the gym, eating good food. Like it's, that's the inherent, that's the issue there. Um, and it's kind of the whole, whole thing is like this, everyone wants, well, not everyone, but a lot of people rather than just doing like they're doing the work, they don't want to do the work. That's the basic. They want the result, but don't want to do the work. Everybody want to be a bodybuilder. Ain't nobody want to lift no heavy ass weight. To quote Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> I don't know. Some people. I, don't. I was impressed at the uh, <laughs> at the imitation. The imitation. It yeah. was running. I don't know if you noticed. I did an Instagram post on it last week, and it's because it was running through my head. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to write about it." It's like when um, you when, when you have a song stuck in your head, and you have to play it to get out of your head. Yeah, well, that's closing a loop. That's it. Anyway, back on Sorry. Yeah, back on topic. Yeah, I just personally, I think that if if you don't, if you shouldn't be able to get a medical treatment if you don't need it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, how much of a yeah. selfish cunt do you have to be to, th- to think? 
oh, I know this is for people with diabetes who actually genuinely need it to fucking live and like go through life in as healthy a manner as they can. But fuck, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't mind shifting a few kilos. I don't want to really do anything to fucking shift those kilos, but I can take old mate's medicine over there. Mm. He can't get it anymore. Fuck him. I can pay for it. He can't. I guess on top of that, it's like, I mean, all these people are fairly wealthy and yeah. well, poverty in the world. So I guess that they're like, they clearly don't have an issue with holding on to their own coin or yeah. spending their own coin for something rather yeah. than giving it you know, to people. You know what else they could do with that fucking coin? Pay, pay the American equivalent of me and you <laughs> to go and fucking give them a hand. Yeah. Teach them some stuff. Help them get through some training. Like, yeah. Or even online, they could pay us. <laughs> like, but but I, yeah. The big thing is like, like while like money's not an issue, like money's not the barrier. The barrier to people like that is like, what is, what kind of method is going to require less effort from them, and it's going to be paying a ridiculous mm. amount of money for a pill rather than paying some to help them and actually putting in some work and actually making a change in their life and actually becoming a healthier fucking human being. I'll just take a pill, be grand. Yeah, I mean, and it's like, I mean, you can clearly all like they're you know businessmen; they don't have time for that, but like. Have, have like I reckon, and you know, this could be this like I, it's just what I'm saying. But I reckon more and more businessmen are actually starting to be more and more like healthy, like look healthier looking, like less you know obese, gluttonous, like less Kerry Packers walking around, less, um, less fat cats, and more like they're actually doing the work and getting up and training. I think like it's definitely got something to do with success. Like if you look after yourself you will be, like, you're more likely to be successful, I I believe. Yeah. Obviously, people are still, like, Donald Trump's got a bunch of coin and he doesn't look after himself. He just drinks fucking Diet Coke and eats McDonald's, so. Yeah, but you talk, like, I mean, if you have a health, healthy body, healthy mind sort of thing, yeah. you have a great propensity to make better decisions and so. Yeah. Maybe that's creeping into it. You know what, it, yeah. you know what kind of this draws parallels to? What? Blokes who just go to the gym and then do gear as well, like, take steroids. Yeah. <laughs> Like for yeah. no reason, not a comp- not no ambition to be a competitive bodybuilder. They're not at the highest level of sports and trying to get a leg up and do a bit of cheating. It's just like oh, I yeah. just want to be. Bi- I go to the gym, so I might as well. I want to be bigger. Yeah, it's like, I want to be bigger. And you don't. Just, hey, you don't. Know ridiculous amount of stuff in there. It's like fuck. You're fucking with a lot of like. Your I'd like to be bigger as well, but I don't want to be dead by fifty. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, and they also don't do cardio, and it's like, mate, they also don't eat well. Yeah. I had, a, I had a client who I didn't have him for very long because he was a bit of a shit client, but he came in and um, <clears throat> he was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to have surgery in a month. And I was like, oh, you know, what's the surgery? And he's like, oh, <clears throat> he's like, he actually was getting the fat, the breast tissue that he developed when he was on steroids cut out. And he goes, don't do steroids. And I'm like, if I'm going to do steroids, I'm going to do a fucking smart. I'm going to go to a doctor um, and I'm not just going to be pumping a bunch of juice in my ass thinking that's going to make me big. Like, yeah, definitely comparable. The, the big guy in the gym told me. Yeah, he he, he taught, taught me everything I knew, so I just I listened yeah. to him, and he's pretty big. So no, it's, it's the big guy at the supplement store. Yeah, <laughs> I was doing a um, the uh, chap who knows what he's doing for himself, but when it comes to actually education, like educating people, he's just he's been just told by someone who knows a bit yeah. more than him, and he's been told by someone who knows a bit more mm-hmm. than him. It's like Chinese whispers. There was a when I was on a, a budgie. Um, uh, pop up once we went up to Coffs Harbour and there were some guys like around the corner who were um they were selling like pre-workout or something like some they were a supplement brand or something and the guy it was a guy who owned the company and the guy who used to own the company and the guy who owned it 
was so fucking juiced, like could barely move because of how much like how much how much fucking juice he'd been pumping into him. And I was like, imagine fucking Jenny from accounts going up to him being like, Oh, I need some supplement advice. And he's like, Oh, you just take me fucking it's like it's such a dumb thing to go up to someone that's juiced to the tits and being like, Can you give me advice on how to be a little bit leaner? Yeah, it's um it's an interesting one, but I think it draws yeah. parallels to uh what we're talking about here. Yeah, but the the fucking diabetic fuck me, the, the diabetes. diabetes drug. Further on to that, Andy, as well, is that because what like part of the thing that happens is like obviously you wouldn't notice this on someone that had type two diabetes because typically they're quite overweight. But for these people, because they're taking this drug, they're getting quite like shallow, like gaunt skin in their yeah. faces. So then they're having to pump themselves full of fucking um Botox to juice their teeth, their cheeks back up so they don't look like a skeleton all the time. Mate, like the obsession with Botox. Well. The obsession with fucking like lip fillers and Botox and shit. I don't get it. I don't get lip fillers. It looks know. so strange. I don't get it. It's like I know girls in their tw- like early twenties getting lip fillers. I'm like, it's fucking the it's the Kardashians. Yeah, and walking around with massive lips, and then you, I think as far as I'm aware, once you do it, you got to keep like. They drain yeah. naturally somehow. I don't know. I don't yeah. really get it. But so you got to keep getting them done, and then that's like the gateway drug. And then before you know, like um, we were. This is completely off topic. So I can put the timer down. <laughs> <laughs> we were boarding our flight home from Melbourne. Um, there was a group of girls in front of us, and they're your one was talk- they're probably like twenty two or twenty three, and your one was talking about getting her fucking nose done, just cause. I was like, mm. like why? I, I, yeah. I just don't understand it. You look fine. Yeah. The need to fucking get all this cosmetic surgery and pump a load of shite into your face or shave shit off your nose. And realistically, no one cares. The only people no. who care are other people who do that shit. Yeah. No, actually, they don't care either. Three. Probably not. Two, they just care about their own nose. And we'll finish there. Bosh. 10 minute tackle. Dunskies. With a few tangents in between. A couple. Yeah. Um, we've got some questions, my man. I was very oh, late man. with very late the question box. Still got some replies. Excellent. <laughs> um, this one is coming out from Ethan. If you could be anything other than a PT, what would you choose? Uh, if I could be absolutely anything, fuck, I don't know. Like, if there's no limits... <laughs> like let's go no limit and then realistic no limits no limits or i wouldn't mind driving in formula one like of, of all the sports i'd like to be at the top of i think formula one would be would be my go-to i've mm-hmm. followed formula one for fucking over a decade now and uh yeah i would love to uh love to do that Wait, was there formula one before drive to survive came out yeah there was believe it or not what yeah yeah, and then what about realistic? I would have loved to, like, realistically, I think it would have been really cool to get into, like, tech really early. Mm. Like, to be to have been one of them kids who was, like, weird and into computers, but is now making <laughs> mega Instead money. Instead of being weird, you'd be yeah. weird and into computers. Yeah. Weird and into lifting heavy shit up, you're weird and into computers. Yeah, that, that didn't do me as well as the weirdos who were into computers. <laughs> I should have played Dungeons and Dragons more. Yeah, 100%. Is a Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out? Is there? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think no limits for me. I always wanted to be an actor, like as much as like, uh, you know, I'm into sport and stuff like that. Um, I did a lot of, I was pretty good at drama in high school and actually was go, uh, looking at following the path of being an actor, probably a stand up comedian too. That would have been sick, but a successful one. I don't want to be like an unsuccessful nah. <laughs> Like that's the thing. Like, and that was probably the, one of the biggest reasons why I didn't try and follow those paths. Was that, you got to like, be, a sh- you got to be a shit actor for a long time before you're a good actor. Yeah, exactly. You've got to eat so much shit and you've got to be in the right place at the right time and look the right way. And like, it's, you know, even just in Sydney, like they'll be like, I need you to go to an audition at this time. And I'm like, I got a fucking job. Like I, I train a few blokes who are actors. Yeah. I've, I train one and like, he's like, he's, I really like him, really good bloke, but like he has a tough time. Like, yeah. Well, you're, you're in mid thirties still working for free a lot of the time. Like, yeah, you don't like, it's hard to build a, like a career and it. Yeah. So it was like, it was something home and away. Yeah. Uh, Hollyoaks. Yeah, there was something. It was something that I wanted to do, but I, you know, how like, um, and Mark Manson talks about this in the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. It's like you have to be willing to do, to take to do the whole thing, like not just the getting the result and the wins. You have to be willing to do the losses. Once you're willing to do the losses, you will succeed at something. Yeah. So, like for instance, like PT. Once you're willing to know that you're gonna have to grind it out for like five, 10 years before you can create an online presence and then actually start to make some decent coin. Like if you're not willing to do that time, you're going to, you're not going to succeed in it. So that was kind of like me with like, with acting. Like I was like, it's, it's never like, I don't want to do take that. I don't want to risk not succeeding that much in that field. Yeah. Um, uh, and then more realistic, I don't know, being like a, like a travel journalist, like a travel writer. Yep. That could you could start a travel Instagram and actually just be good at taking photos. Yeah. Well, like, that's, I think I, I'm, I'm afraid I'd be good at writing. I would have been, I can write. Yeah, I can't. I can write. I would have been, I would have liked to get into photography when I was younger. I should have, like my dad was a really good photographer. My brother's a good photographer. Getting into like photography and then like being like a travel writer or photographer and just being able to see like, it's your job to see the world. Like obviously you you don't have like a home base really. So it would be a pretty hectic couple of years, but you'd see so much. Do you know what I think um, is a really cool trend? What? And you get it with a lot of couples doing it because it'd be, it'd be harder to do solo, but a lot of couples are like, I think they're getting sponsored. Some of them get sponsored by companies to do it, but are yeah. just doing laps of Australia. Oh, like yeah. That's, that'd be- so they'll trick out like a van or a ute or something. Yeah. And then if you're good at it, like you have to be a good photographer and, and stuff like that, you can... Uh, you can make some decent coin because brands want to be photographed in these unbelievable locations yeah. on the coast of Australia. Yeah, definitely. And they, it's too much to pay a whole group to go out and yeah. do it. So if you've got one already there. But if you have a couple who are doing it anyway, and if they're, yeah. a, Matt they're Walsh good was, um, couple. Matt Walsh's business partner. So he used to Glenn, work there. Yeah, he does Glenn, it. Yeah, he does it, yeah. Um, yeah, like that would be so sick. There's a TV show called Travel Guides, I think. Yeah. And um, the ad came on the other day and I was like, Fuck, I should have gone on that show. That looks sick. So, Robbie, what I'm hearing is me and you should just maybe put put a few grand into my ute and do a lap of Australia together. Okay, first of all, <laughs> there is absolutely no way you would do that without Kira. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm there is no way for that to do. Brother, you can't. I, you struggle with a week without Kira. You could <laughs> do a year I don't with know, just. I don't want. I'd, I don't know I what to do when she's not here. I reckon I'd smack you in nine days. Oh yeah, 
and like it wouldn't, it would, and it wouldn't be like a, it wouldn't be like let's fight. You would just say something, and I just look at you and just like give you a crack across the head. You'd be like, "Ow!" and I'd be like, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> um, next question: Why did Andy cut his mullet off? Um, I was a bit over to be honest because I, I know last week we were saying of like we were comparing our mullets with mine being long and straight. Once it gets too long, it looks a bit shit. And it's only like when it has salt water, look good. And yeah, I was just over it. I was finished having my second midlife crisis. It'll be, I reckon, give it six months. Oh, after the wedding, you'll grow it out again. Yeah. You won't grow up before it because it'll look shit at the wedding. It would look so shit at the wedding. Oh, I like God. the jacket though. I like. It's kind of, it's like a little like baby attempts. Like yeah, well, he, he leaves a little bit of length on the back um, rather than just going to fade like up as high as the sides because I have a really flat head on the back. You have a weird head. I have a very strange shaped head. It's very square from the front um, on the sides. And then the back is completely flat. So having a little bit of hair on the back gives me a little bit of shape. Yeah. Um, fuck, marry, kill, biceps, shoulders, pecs. Um, I don't like training biceps that much. So I get rid of biceps. Um, fuck training shoulders because it can be very fun. But if I like, if I had to spend the rest of my life with one of those three muscle groups, it's definitely pecs because I enjoy pressing. I mean, when it comes down to like what actually would make sense, like it'd be there wouldn't be any sense in having big arms and shoulders and no chest. But that's kind of what I am now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I suck at. Ch- I like I've never been able to grow my chest. I'm working. It's like it's some structural issues that I need to work on. But it does like biomechanically, it doesn't make sense. But with that in mind. Um, I'd probably kill chest because I suck at anything to do with the chest. Um, I'd probably fuck shoulders because a good a good shoulder as yeah, yeah a good shoulder session would be quite fun. But I just love training biceps. I, I can't it. I can't get around training biceps. I don't enjoy it. Just love being big. Just fucking yeah. Um, sick. Uh, why has Andy's chosen team gotten instantly worse? Um. Well, in every sport that I follow, my team is shit. So in Gaelic football, the county I'm from, Kildare, we're shit. We're shit at hurling as well. Um, Carlton in the AFL, shit. You kind of, you support Spurs and they're... Yeah, Tottenham, shit. Historically, just as Antonio Conte just said, 20 years, no trophies. <laughs> yeah, but like to potential to be good, but always shit. Yeah. Um, my... Uh, my Go to Formula One team, McLaren, shit. Um, so yeah, it's just, Ireland in football, shit. Ireland in rugby union, yeah, but we don't make rules based on the exceptions. Yeah, so good. like it's okay to have one exception. <laughs> you responded to that so quickly. You've had this conversation a couple of times, haven't you? <laughs> we don't make rules based on exceptions. <laughs> we don't. Uh, like that's an outlier. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I, I mean the Cowboys are just following the uh, traditional. Um, look that I've had with following teams and regardless of sport, always shit. Yeah. So yeah, the, yeah. O- the only teams that I follow that I've ever seen win something is Ireland and Leinster. In, to be fair in though, the- Ireland in rugby are the historically known for peaking before a World Cup. Oh, yes. So obviously they beat New Zealand in New Zealand last year and then have now just won the Grand Slam. And then it's like, um, it's like, you know, that uh, the meme of like... Um, it's a picture of Henry Cavill with Jason Momoa, like creeping yeah, up behind yeah. him. And it's like Henry Cavill. It's like 
Ireland after beating New Zealand and New Zealand and winning Grand Slam Six Nations. And then it's like new, um, behind him is Jason Momoa and it's like New Zealand getting ready to actually peak at World Cup time. <laughs> Argentina in the quarterfinal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's always yeah. Argentina. Yeah. Um, sick. Uh, and then this is actually a weird one um, that this question has come through today because I got uh, uh, James Smith put, did like a question thing on his story and someone um, – someone asked him how can I get you on our potty or when will you come on out or what do I have to do to get you on my podcast um and then it could someone sent it to me and said it was this you <laughs> was it you no I was like no it wasn't I, I have a feeling I actually I actually have a feeling I know who it is but it wasn't me it wasn't um, me. no but then who is your goat potty guest Ooh, John Jones I think John Johns would be such a fascinating geezer to chat to. Mm. Yeah, cool. That's an interesting one. I did not see you picking that, but no, I neither like did it. I. But I mean, if you wanted a quick fire answer, that's my quick fire answer. If I had more time to think about it, I'd probably think of someone else. But I mm. think at the moment, having just beaten Cyril Gan to re or to actually get the UFC heavyweight championship for the first wow. time, and He's now in the process of, like, he wants to go down the path of cementing himself as the greatest ever mixed martial artist um, in history. I think he would be a fascinating person to talk to, especially all the shit he's done to, um, like, he's done all these, like, really cool stuff, like, in sport. But then also, like, he did a hit and run the pregnant woman. He's been banned for the use of narcotics in the UFC. He's been banned for the use of PDs in the UFC. He's done some shit. So you did a hit and run on a pregnant woman? Yeah, so he was high off his tits um, and he was driving his car and he crashed into a pregnant woman and he ran away. Do you know that? It's like, that was like the big thing before he then got caught um, with Jesus. the adhesion system. Um, I don't know what you're doing. You're fucking with something there with your hand and it's making a lot of noise. Is it stopped? Yeah. Oh, because I was playing with... Yeah, don't do that. It was making a lot of noise. Sorry. Oh, I was fucking with something right next to the fucking mic and it made noise. What? I fidget. I'm sorry. It's okay. Just don't do a noisy fidget. Do your fucking toe tap or something. Or do these ones. Or the glasses. See, no one can see that, so. Yeah, but that's fine. No one can. People can fucking hear you fidgeting the other thing. Yeah. And anyway, um, what about you? Who's your. Chris Williams. Anyone in the world. Chris Williamson. Oh, that's a good one. I, at this point, I see him as like, I think like in my very narrow view of podcasts, Chris Williamson or Bill Burr for two different reasons. Chris Williamson, my narrow view of podcasts, for me at the moment, he is like, obviously Rogan is the goat, but he's the one that's like pushing boundaries and, like the fucking work that he puts in and the, the discussions that he has and the people he's talking to, I just, I'm really see him doing really awesome. Yeah. Bill Burr, because he's the podcast I've been listening to for the longest. Yeah. I just like to chat to him. And I think the thing with Chris Williamson is for us, he's like, he's the pinnacle in our space, whereas Rogan covers, because he has such a wide variety of guests. What? Stop fucking with the thing. Sorry, still- sorry. <laughs> because he has such a wide variety of guests. Yeah, like he covers so many more topics, so he kind of infiltrates a lot more demographics. Mm. Whereas Chris Williamson is more like, yeah, personal and self development, and yeah, hundred percent, and yeah. uh, almost like kind of like modern, like 
cultural debate and discussion kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But yeah, from my point of view, I think he's he'd be the GOAT. And then, yeah, um, Bill Burr, just because he's fucking hilarious and I just love to sit and talk shit with him. And, <laughs> talk and because slack. you picked a comedian, I'm going to pick Theo Vaughn. Oh, because my God. That would be the fucking funniest thing. <laughs> he says the fucking weirdest shit. He's so fucking funny. He has... I used to find him funny. I just used to find him weird. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, like, I, the I used to find him weird. In podcasts, in little sh- reels, like little clips, I think he's fine. But I think sitting and listening to him for the entire time, you'd be like... I'd say he'd be a weird cunt to be friends with. Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone's actually friends with him. Everyone just knows him. Yeah. Um, sick. Do you have a shower thought? Um, fuck, I did. Do you want me to go first? Yep. Yours, oh, was, yours was something to do with um, cars. Yeah, no, but then I, had, I had a different one after that, and now I can't remember the one after that. I remember um, the first one. My one is because um, <laughs> like when, when I get in the car in the morning, I have my water bottle. I have my smoothie, which is my breakfast. I have that in my hand. And then I have a banana. Like that was what it was for ages because I have my banana as I walk to work. And then I started having a um, having some electrolytes in the morning. So like I'd have like electrolytes in a little shaker. So then I had like a protein shaker as well. And now I've started having this like uh, immunity boost thing from Pillar, which is like a vitamin C, zinc, a couple of other stuff in it. Um, uh and so I started taking like that as well. So now I walk down to the car with a water bottle, a smoothie uh, shaker, two protein shakers with supplements in them, and a banana. And I thought, have I got too many supplements? Have <laughs> I got too much going on now? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, that was such a good reply. Anyway. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I just I wonder if I look like a spastic just walking around like with all this stuff in my hand, like in general. Yeah. Thank you. And the, the uh, copious amounts of shakers and stuff probably doesn't help. No. Have you got a? Have you? Remembered I'm go back to my original one. I had a really good one mid podcast. I fucking forgot it. But uh, my first one, um, and it kind of, kind of ties nicely into your story about your man walked across the road. Mm-hmm. I can't believe, like, I can't get over the amount of people who just walk around with their head buried in their phone, and end up like walking in front of fucking cars and shit, crossing the road, nearly getting hit by bikes. It just baffles me, like, yeah, how attach people out to their screens nowadays that they can't you you can't go 10 minutes without it walking from your house to the train station or Mm. from the train station back like what's what's on the screen is so much more important than your fucking overall health and safety and you Mm. nearly get yourself killed because are you what the reason i'm very passionate about this as well it's the amount of times i'm walking the dog and people are just fucking walking around they nearly walk into you i've had someone accidentally kick diesel before because and he was wearing steel toe boots as well because he was looking at a fucking iPad watching a movie, walking down the road. I was like, "What?" It was a weird. This constant need to like fill the attention. And look, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and trash people because like I'll sit down on you know maybe public transport or I'm sitting waiting for someone and I'll go, "Oh fuck!" and just pull my phone out. Like it just happens. Like <clears throat> I have a bad habit where I pull my car up and park out the front of my house and I'll look at my phone. Like it's yeah, just, it just happens. Well. Like Fifteen minutes. So, like, that is a bad habit. Um, but with that in mind, like, yeah, when people come in, like, to train and they're constantly looking at their phone, I'm like, like, one guy, he's always getting people calling him. And I'm like, put, like, put it on airplane mode. He's like, yeah, I really should. And I'm like. Yeah. But, like, it's different. It's that, like, need for that constant dopamine hit from, like, different apps yeah. and social media. But I don't get how 
people don't have that like it doesn't make sense to me because i have that detachment of like oh i'm going for a walk or i'm going somewhere yeah. i'm not on my phone i don't need to be yeah i need to pay I'm attention to the world around yeah, time. but people don't want to be they don't want to be in the real world they just want to be in that digital space mm. so regardless of the setting regardless of what dangers may be around them they'll be fucking on the phone yeah 100%. Yeah. All right. Well, on that more of than I thought, but yeah. Thank you for joining us, guys. This is a good one. Uh, an hour and 15 minutes. Holy fuck. We've done all right. Yeah. I was worried we might not get all the way. That one did fly by, I will say. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was good to chat about stuff. So thank you very much for joining us, guys. Um, please hit all the bottom buttons. Like, follow, subscribe, share, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah, do it and don't be a fucking coward. Blues by 20 plus. The Eels, sorry, Panthers 1 to 12. Yeah. Uh, ones will get up on Sunday though. Who's Swans play? I have no idea. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> the Warata- We're going to watch Waratahs versus Chiefs, so Chiefs are going to get up, I reckon, by 20 plus. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All right. Alrighty. Thank you, everyone. Have a good one. See you next time. <laughs>